Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, or whatever floats your boat and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Yay. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. This is going to be a fun one, I think. Um, we're going to talk today about style advice we would tell our younger selves. Um, I don't know necessarily that my younger self would listen to this style advice. But, <laughs> okay. um, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, like, sure, sure. Okay, thanks. Um, but I think it's still good to maybe talk these things through because we're all at different points in discovering our style. And I don't think we ever, I mean, at least for me personally, I think we're always evolving, right? We've, we've talked about this before, how our style is always evolving, depending on where we're at in our life. Um, but I think it could be kind of fun to, to see maybe what we've learned along the way and what, what we can share with, with others. So hopefully, um, everyone who's watching and listening will be able to take something, something out of it. Do you, do you guys have like one piece that you've already got at the top of your head that you would like to share? Go ahead, Sina. No, sorry, a piece of clothing? Or sorry, what, what do you mean? a piece of advice. Actually, I'm a kind of, of curious a- to know what your younger selves were like. Like, were you guys very, this? like, were you the same as you are now? Or are you like, would you say you're a radically different? I know we're all very different people. But like, what, what, what was young Christina, what was like younger Christina like? What was younger Sina like? Like early oh my 20s? God. <gasps> I was such Teen. a shithead. <laughs> you were? I feel no. like we've gone through like kind of a similar style evolution, Christina. I feel like yeah. I've had a definitely had like an emo period oh, yeah, yeah, at some yeah, point exactly. in high school. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I had two nose rings here. Oh, really? I had a Is it called sno- snake? So cool. No, not snake bites. Not snake bite. No, but yeah, I had like two piercings. I had a Monroe piercing here. I had like, also this was like 2005. So I had like the chunky highlights. Mm. And I had like purple hair and blonde. But you know what? I will say that if you look at a photo from me from 2005 in my 20s, some of the style things are, some of the style things remain. For example, mm. vests. I was I was such a vest person Ooh. in the early 2000s. And now I I still wear vests. So mm. you vests were trendy as all in along. Like, Love it. Vests <laughs> as in like waist, waistcoats, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's kind of funny. Uh I still have on my content calendar to do a style evolution, but I was kind of looking at photos of my style throughout the years. And I feel like there's definitely a through line. Like the elements are still there. Like I was wearing, Mm. I was wearing blazers in like 2011, 2012, like that kind of thing. So, you know, and jeans, jeans have been a through line throughout my whole life. So there's definitely, um, some things that have not changed, but in terms of like who I am today versus back then, the amount of confidence mm-hmm. and self-assurance and trust in self mm-hmm. is so much like it's night and day. And I think you really only, you learn that through life experience and through age and just things happening. So um, yeah, I mean, but I was like, yeah, I was a punky emo so cool kid for sure. So Definitely had that phase. <laughs> yeah, me too. I had a I didn't have the nose ring, but I had the 
Oh my god, you guys are so cool. I still have like a little scar here. Me too. (laughs) People sometimes like, oh my god, did you used to have a piercing? They have so hard imagining (laughs) that that was me in like 2010-ish. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, But yeah, like similar to what you say, Christina, I feel like a lot of it, or not a lot of it, but some of it still kind of remains today. Like uh, one of my style keywords is edgy, like just Mm -hmm. a small, small, small part of me. But it's like there, I still have like this rebellion inside of me (laughs) hidden somewhere. Oh, I was going to say, because like for, for me, like my, I feel like it kind of comes from like my parents who they used to ride motorcycles and like listen to blues. Like that was like the, yeah, <laughs> my I think parents we... were cool. I'm, if you think I'm cool, it's because of my parents. Okay. <laughs> Roman and Julia, they were great. Um, Shout out. Yes. So I, yeah. So I think <laughs> there's a lot of that in there. I'm just, so like, I'm curious if the, like was the edginess, do you think that was like a rebellion against mm-hmm. like discipline or leading into it almost like especially in the early teens, I was so afraid to be myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was like a shell of myself. And then something mm-hmm. happened when I started high school and I moved away from home. I started becoming probably, it was probably like a self-confidence journey. And it kind of started with that rebellion of, okay, I live on my own. I'm going to get a piercing and I'm going <laughs> to yeah, I'm gonna dress who I, how I want and spend my money how I want. And nobody's going to tell me how I'm going to live my life. I think it oh. probably was like, I don't know cutting the ties and just like finally being able to do my own thing. Um, right. My style, I guess, or the evolution or who I was, I don't know. I've always been afraid of, I guess, uh, all like changing too much or do it. Like I was, I've always had a very like, God, I even remember when I was young, like I always loved like little skirt, little blouse. And like, even in, I remember my first day of university, I wore a pair of really cool, like, bootcut trousers and a button-up shirt, you know? Like, I <laughs> did not deviate. I guess I don't like I want to see a pic. I want to see a photo. Did you have, like, a first day of school photo? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know what? I don't think I have, but I remember exactly what it was. They were, like, a khaki color, and my button-up shirt was, like, a red plaid polo Ralph Lauren, like... <laughs> I, my girl my friend's like rolling her eyes she's like you're crazy um <laughs> um anyway uh so yeah so I've always been consistent I never I always felt uncomfortable experimenting but I definitely would deviate and I remember there was a period where I would just try to emulate other people's style like I never had it never came from within it was always like I like what especially when I started working in banking like I remember being like looking at what all these other women were wearing and I was like okay like this is how I have to dress now so um I I never experimented too much but I definitely like lost myself more just from trying to be like other people if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um yeah, and in terms of who I was and stuff, like I've always been like I guess the same. Like I I don't know. But um definitely in terms of style, like it's always been very <laughs> I don't know if it's boring, but it wasn't until like more recently, I think. More recently, I guess just since before my divorce and actually being on the channel and and creating slow fashion content if anything that led me to perhaps more finding 
you know, that like I've talked about it before, like the bombshell vibe, like maybe bringing in a little bit more of like this, like, I don't know. Yeah, more of that like bombshell sexy vibe that I I really like. You do it so well. Oh, I don't know. know. Thanks. Well, like, yeah, like embracing the shorter hemlines, you know what I mean? And like, not really caring if you can see like my bra. Like, I I actually think it's, I like that if it's done tastefully, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but it took a while to, I don't know. Does that make sense? I hope that answered the question. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Hmm. So if there's something you would like tell your younger self, like, I don't, I don't necessarily have any regrets with my style mm. because I think it's all part of the process, right? You learn mm-hmm. something and then you can definitely look back and say, okay, I would do it differently today. So especially as I think at least for me, I wouldn't necessarily go back and change anything. Um, but if there was something that we were to tell our younger selves to do or try, like, do you guys have any, any thoughts there? I would say for me that... And sometimes I still have to tell myself this today and it's that going shopping isn't going to solve what you don't like about yourself mm. or what oh you're Oh my feeling. God, I have that as a point on my own list. Yeah, yeah, um, completely agree. Yeah, because I mean, I spent a lot of my 20s just like in this state of chaos and like thinking that I was doing something like fun and because shopping was fun for me and that's how I like to spend my time. Um, but a lot of it was also like how you mentioned, Alyssa, like a lot of comparing myself to others or trying to have like a grow up, glow up in my style when I started working, um, wanting to spend like my big girl money when I started my, when I started my career and like all that stuff. So, um, even though I noticed that there was a lot of similarities in my style in my early 20s to even today I feel like I was constantly shopping to try to like change that or evolve it or become like a different person all the time um when I and I just find it interesting that because I still tended to shop for like the same things just like in the newer in the newest and latest it's like I think I kind of knew who I was all along and like what I liked Mm -hmm. but I was just using shopping as like a tool to um, I think just try to like soothe and fix something that I don't really know. I don't want to like, this sounds really cheesy, but like maybe not broken to begin with. I don't know. It's very like, um, I'm, and I'm really coming up with that right now. I think that's really interesting because your girl was wearing a blazer in 2011 and she's wearing one right now. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I would say I have that as, as a thing for me too. like it, buying the thing won't necessarily fix your problems or make you a better person. Like I remember I would start my mornings and like right when I, after graduating like design school, I would start every single morning on block loving. Do you guys remember? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. God. So I would have like my cereal bowl and I would like be in front of my computer and eat my breakfast. Was and that even just like, like pre-Tumblr? I don't even know. Blogging. I don't know. I was never. I was never huge on uh, on Tumblr, but like blog loving, that was that was the thing. And I wanted to like stay updated and like mm-hmm. get inspired. And you know, ultimately, I think it also sparked a lot of consumption, at least for me, like a lot of new things that you felt like you needed to have, and mm-hmm. just this constant excitement of being able to be a new person, like instead of just appreciating what you already have like it 
I feel like it was a, a way to like escape reality and like, mm. okay, now I'm done with, uh, I graduated from design school. Now I need to start working. And then like, you've been going to school for what, <laughs> most of your life. And then you get your first job, which can be really scary. So mm. I definitely agree. Like the, the whole shopping that's definitely where it, it escalated for me. So it, it wasn't until like a couple of years later, I became aware of, okay, this is toxic. Like this is not right. It's not how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. 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 Cause I think there's a way, like, I mean, I definitely shop now and I've bought things this year and whatever. And I think, but this, this year, like from 2022 to 2023, is like the first time I feel like I've had a really good, healthy and fun relationship with it like the way that I kind of always wanted it to be or that I thought it was but really I was just doing a lot of self-sabotage and toxic things like the root of all that shopping came from a really toxic place and Mm. now I just feel like you know it's it's about having fun and like style evolution and like finding things that complement what I know I really like in just like a really fun way I don't know um But I think that takes obviously the experience of your 20s and like all of that to figure that out. Mm. Maybe just because I'm older and more chill now. I mean, just you you get you go through life and like learn lessons. So Alyssa, do you have anything that you would like go back and tell your younger self? I wonder if it's like two things. I wonder if the first would be like experiment more like don't be afraid to experiment like I remember I I was like 14 or 15 and I got I dyed my hair okay but like I wouldn't dye my hair like I got like tiny little like so subtle little like amber like what was mesh in English what are those called little highlights Mm-hmm. And I flipped out. I was like, I am not myself anymore. Who am I? Like I had this whole crisis. I, I flipped. I actually went and died, died it back. I was like, I can't, I cannot. Like it was just, I, I could not alter. And so I don't know, maybe I would give myself that advice, but I would never follow it. I'd be like, mm, I'm good. Thanks. Um, hmm. But I think there is something to be said for experimentation and mm-hmm. testing things like bo- to both of your points it's a really beautiful part of the process discovering what you don't like as much as what you do. And then the Mm. other piece is very much like what you've already both said is like, you won't, you won't find yourself in others. So Mm. stop trying to be like them and compare yourself to them because they are not you. And Mm -hmm. the sooner you realize that the better. Alyssa, is it your next live session that's called something about finding your signature style? Yeah, just finding your signature style. Yeah, yeah, because I really love I love that whole thing about like, you know, because I think that's that's what it's about too, like settling with mm-hmm. or committing to a certain way of dressing and being like, yeah, well, this is how I dress. And it might be something that is like, it almost becomes a f- formula or something people would almost expect you to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that it's okay to have like your own signature style and something that you take yeah. pride in wearing and yeah yeah so maybe you were like <laughs> maybe it was like a form of like signature <laughs> dressing for maybe. you already in your ah. like younger younger days <laughs> maybe thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> I don't know yeah I don't know because it's kind of fun to. I think I did try to experiment, I guess, but like it just, 
it wasn't genuine. Like it didn't come from a place of like, I need to whatever. It was more just like, like peer pressure and I, yeah. Comparison and wanting to be like someone else, wanting Mm. to be someone else. Yeah. Cause yeah. It, yeah. Cause you don't really know yourself and maybe you d- I didn't really want to know myself at that point. Right. Which is better twenties or thirties. Oh, great question. Thirties. Are we speaking like style wise <laughs> or just like <laughs> life wise? Oh, I, I don't know. There's good in both. I think, <laughs> I think it's. Mm, I'm a fan, of my, I'm what do a you fan of my thirties. Yeah. Definitely. I will say too, like yeah. the, this, I, this is so cliche, but I feel like when you reach 30, it's just like, I don't know. Things just kind of calm down. I, and not to put pressure because it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the same for everyone. I feel like people always talk about having to have everything figured out when you're 30. I, it doesn't have to do anything with that. But I just think something just happens in your mind when mm-hmm. you approach your 30s. Like you, I don't know, you feel a little bit more calm and mm-hmm. I don't know, confident maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would say like style, like if I look at my style now, mm-hmm. um, definitely more fan of how I'm dressing now in my 30s than when I look back in like my especially my early 20s speaking of like signature style not to say that I have a signature style but it's like I feel like it's I've committed more to a certain way of dressing and a certain way of putting together outfits and keeping up with my wardrobe whereas again in the in my 20s I just felt like I was Sometimes I felt like I was running around with like a headless chicken, like mm-hmm. just trying to follow trends and totally. Yep. I don't know. I yeah, maybe also the whole block scene. I don't know. It's I feel like I've been there since blocks became a thing. Like I had mm-hmm. a block in high school too, just wow. a really <laughs> basic like fashion blog and the only the only aim with that was to show off all outfits and new stuff all the time. There's a few things that I have learned um, one of them being don't just copy outfits you like because you won't feel like yourself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it kind of going back to what you said, Sina, like getting inspiration from blogs and blog loving and then maybe wanting to try out those things or like show off new things. But I found for a long time I would just copy, like I would need to get the exact head to toe outfit of inspiration that I saw and then those inevitably would be the things that would end up being worn once or never worn at all by the time they arrived and all of that. Um, so I think part of like the evolution of learning your style as you go to is knowing what inspires you, kind of breaking and like basically everything that you do on your channel, Alyssa, breaking mm-hmm. it down into the elements of mm-hmm. style and taking those pieces, whether it be the way it's styled, the essence of the outfit, the combination of things, and like taking it as the inspiration, but making it your own. And that way it doesn't feel like a costume and you're not going out to buy all these different things that you're never going to wear. Or, you know, I think it maybe it's helpful in a way to like find what you don't like, but mm-hmm. I just found that I feel like I did a lot of like costume dressing in my early, early style, um, you know, evolution. So I just find that super interesting that it's like, you definitely know what you like, but you've, you've got to find a way to make it yours. Mm. Mm. 
That's a good point. It's like there's a whole other layer, right? Like, yes, you might like something, but personalizing it is a whole other whole other thing. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think something else, like I've personally, I don't know if it, I would say it was like a more of a style lesson more than a style advice. Yeah, I guess it could be style advice. Um, and I think it's very much in tune with what you're both saying right now is that style is more than just the aesthetics. So just, I think before I didn't even know that style was like connected to your personality. Mm -hmm. that we went, that Nobody taught me that. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, it's just about looking a certain way. I think most yeah. people have that idea that it's just fashion, it's all the exterior. It's, uh, it's just about the aesthetics. So I think that's definitely something I've become aware of um, since like my my late 20s especially that it's it's more than that it's uh, like we've talked about in in previous episodes as well it's like identity work and it's um yeah it's more more than the aesthetics um i think it would have been nice to realize that sooner mm -hmm. like especially if mm -hmm. we look at consumption um i'm definitely hoping that younger generations will maybe think about that a little bit more because mm -hmm. obviously i feel like it's part of growing up to experiment also with the way you look and to figure out who you want to be and how you want to look and developing your signature look takes time mm -hmm. and experiment uh, in some shape or form. But I think it's like, I would definitely have benefited from knowing that sooner that it's, it's mm -hmm. more about, it's, it's more than the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. One thing that it makes me think of is one thing I notice about like Gen Z in particular is they're a much, they lean into thrifting so much more mm -hmm. and buying shopping secondhand. And I feel like in my teens and early 20s, it was not cool to thrift, to shop secondhand, to wear mm -hmm. secondhand. It always had to be like new. And I feel like in my, like, I just think about H&M and like them having like a new launch every single week and like going to H&M to get like the mint colored skinny jeans and then the peplum tops. Oh my God, the mint like <laughs> I had those too. <laughs> um, so I, one thing I, I wish I would have told myself sooner is like it's cool to shop secondhand and it's actually like I feel like in secondhand shopping I've always admired people who – like one of my favorite things to watch, like Jeff and I will watch like what people are wearing in New York. Mm. And the people that I think are most stylish are like, this This came from a thrift shop. This is secondhand. This is like my mom's. And like head to toe, it's all secondhand. And that's like a skill that I'm still learning. But it definitely it had a different association with it back in my day compared to now. But I do think some of the most stylish people are the ones who thrift mm -hmm. and who know how to do that and how to put those things together in a way, in a way that's just like really cool and also feels like themselves at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it's, it's really charming when clothing has a deeper history too. Mm -hmm. um, and both, both like, a secondhand piece but also just something that you know when people can say yeah I bought this when this and that and this was the state of mind and I was going through this period of my life and so mm -hmm. that the, the piece of clothing becomes something more than just the garment itself mm -hmm. you know I think that's really beautiful yeah were you always a thrifter Alyssa or did you did that something come later because I feel like you're such a mm. secondhand girly thank you 
I love thrifting. Yeah, we had we were in, I was introduced to thrifting when I was like 15, 16 by this wonderful family friend who had five kids. So she was like, all of you are wearing thrifted clothes. And mm-hmm. she like gave us a crash course on thrifting. And my mom and I just ate it up. Like that was actually <laughs> probably something like a lesson that because thrifting you can get so carried away in becoming someone else right like you see mm. these that's where i got lost also because i thrift i've i started thrifting so early and and it's just this abundance of and back then right like it was like good thrifting like you would yeah. find like downton abbey esque beaded collars who who the f- needs a beaded call I did apparently when I was 18 years old I was like yes let me have this thing and my mom would be like yes Alyssa this is beautiful like we couldn't separate we couldn't separate like seeing and appreciating a beautiful thing that is one of a kind and then there's that whole idea of this is a one of a kind thing like it makes you want it more right Mm -hmm. so so that took me a while to to shift thrifting to become more discerning and to become a curator and be like yes you are beautiful you are like 40 years old and really special but i don't need you like my mm. closet my closet especially like in my early 20s was full of dresses from the 50s like these pinned beautifully tailored true vintage yeah true vintage like a hat i would have <laughs> Thinking. Those hats with like a little pill, like a little net over my eyes. Oh, the pillbox hats. Yeah. What <laughs> were these things? Like, was I planning on opening a museum? Like, what? <laughs> so I, to church. Compared to church. <laughs> like, so that was. Yeah, I'd always been a thrifter, but it was a while before I figured out how to pinpoint what was me in the thrift mm-hmm. store. And it still takes a while. Sometimes I'll just try these beautiful things on just to be like, ah, okay. And then you put it back. Get it out of your system. But get it out yeah, of your yeah. Take a photo and you put it back. Like, yeah. 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 But yes, I've, I, I love thrifting. I think it's the best thing. It's tougher now, though. The racks it are just is. full of H&M. Full of fast fashion. Yeah. yeah. Fashion. Was there like a moment where style, like where everything just sort of clicked for you where you're like, this is my style. This is what I like. I feel great. I feel myself. And it's just like, wow, one day there was just no guessing. It just felt like confidence. Whether it be like Mm -hmm. in your whole wardrobe or like just an outfit you put on or maybe somewhere you were going, like, is there a moment that you can remember that's like, hell yeah, this is me? What a great question. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a, for me, it's a combination of like, um, the process of like starting moving into slow fashion and then having those first few years where you completely restrict yourself and you're trying to like like similar what we've talked about with like doing low bias and no bias like we're really pressuring yourself and then you go through that and you learn something from that and then you get out on the other side and it's like okay I'm actually allowed to buy stuff but now maybe I know a little bit better what to buy I feel Mm -hmm. like that right there like that gap after going through all of that and getting out on the other side of the low buy, I feel like that was where it kind of clicked for me. I feel like now that I'm like settling on most of the things that I have are like 
older and stuff I love wearing over and over again. But I've also allowed myself, especially this year, since I've not been on a particular low buy this year. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I've allowed myself to buy some things that I wanted when I did the low buy. And I've taken longer to like figure out what should those purchases look like. And yeah, I feel like that place there where it's kind of restricting yourself, but also allowing yourself, like when they meet, I feel like that's where it's kind of been clicking for me. I love that. Um, what about you, Alyssa? Because I feel like you've taken, I feel like Sina and I have taken a fairly similar trajectory, but you, I, I don't know. I feel like your journey is a bit different and unique and oh. yeah. I don't know. I was, I think that's such a cool question. I remember, I guess the moment, yeah, I remember it wasn't like a specific moment, but there were, I'm trying to think maybe like six years ago now, I was going to a lot of events. I had just started, I guess I was still considered like a fashion blogger. I was doing freelance styling and stuff. Um, and there were a lot of events to go to. And I remember you know, everyone else would show up to these events wearing like really beautiful outfits. And I would, I remembered like trying a bunch of things on and my closet was, it wasn't full of trendy things. And I remember trying to be like, okay, should I go out and buy something? And then I remember being like, and I didn't know the event was like relatively fancy. I knew other people would be wearing, you know, accordion pleated midi skirts and like mm. really cool which I have I love my accordion pleated midi skirt I remember thinking like I'm just gonna wear my jeans and a button-up maybe I'll throw on mm -hmm. a blazer a pair of pumps a great purse and I was like this is you know what like this is I don't care if no one else is wearing like this is just what I'm gonna wear this is what I felt I just remember putting it on so Christina because your question was like did you have a moment where you were like no this is me and I was very much inspired by Emmanuel Alt at the time, who I still oh, love, right? Love her. Oh, my God. And yes. I was like, if she can show up to a Vogue party wearing denim, then I can mm. show up to this random mm. Canadian party. Like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, no offense. Like, Ottawa's a great city, whatever. But it's not Vogue. It's not Milan. Like, who are we <laughs> kidding here, you know? So I was like, I'm going to wear jeans. I'm going to wear pumps. I'm going to wear this. And I remember walking in and feeling like, great. Like everyone else is wearing different things. And I just remember being like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And people would compliment mm. me. They'd be like, you look so yeah. good. I'm like, great. Okay. Whatever. That. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks. Oh my God. That makes me think of a, an event that I went to like in like 2018 or something. Um, very, very similar, but I remember showing up because I showed up in jeans, mm. little like kitten heel booties, <sighs> a blazer and a graphic tee. And at the time I was like super into graphic tees. Okay. So not that they're, I love them. Anyways, <laughs> that was like my uniform. I think I knew my uniform by then, mm -hmm. but um, when I showed up, everybody was in like, it was like some women's women in something, something event. And it was at like this ritzy hotel in Toronto and every single like People were like in gowns, like <gasps> they were like, but it like it was a mix. But yeah. a lot of people in like you know like your Reformation dresses mm. and like a lot of very um, just very very dressed up. And I was like in jeans with like right. frayed hems and like, but same thing, right? Like people came up to me like, oh my god, I love your outfit. Or and um, I felt at a place when I walked in and I was like, oh shit, am I underdressed? But at this, but like as the event went on, I sort of like eased into it. And I'm like, this is, this is me. This is what mm. I'm wearing. Um, it was still appropriate for the occasion, but just like, I think 
when kind of like when you're going to events like this, I feel like there's this pressure to overdress and like to peacock. Yes. Yes. Mm. Um, which I love too, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just didn't, I just went with what I knew I liked and, mm. and I feel like that's, that to me affirmed because of the way my confidence mm. grew and I sort of like eased into my confidence in myself. I was like, this is good. This is okay. And I had another moment too, where it's like, have you ever had, like you've been getting ready for something and you change into a bunch of different outfits and then you end up going with the first one that you went with and like, that's your look. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, it was like a moto jacket, jeans, boots, and a t-shirt. So it's like, you, I think you know what you like, you know what feels like yourself. And yeah, those were two moments where it was like, oh, this is it. That's your style. That's your mm. uniform. This is what feels good. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like it's really amazing when you can reach that level where you can get excited about wearing something you, you know, genuinely get excited about wearing something you already have because you know it's going to make you feel more confident and mm-hmm. comfortable and yeah, I re- I love that. Yeah, I feel and I feel like it's in our day and age, maybe not so much now, but definitely when we started each of our like platforms or when we ventured like slow fashion. I feel like it was kind of like rebellious to like be, you know, to not necessarily do the whole, oh, what new dress are you going to wear to this wedding? Or like, mm-hmm. just I'm just going to wear something I already have. Or like yeah. you mm-hmm. both say, like wearing the jeans with a pair of nice heels and then that's enough. Um, I like that kind of rebellious way of, I don't know, of approaching it. Mm-hmm. Totally. That comes in like one of your cores is being edgy and that little bit of rebelliousness mm-hmm. too. And I think that's, yeah. that's just the way of the world now, you know, like instead of buying new all the time and feeling that pressure to need to buy a new outfit for every event and like not being photographed in the same outfit twice, it's like cool to mm-hmm. have a signature style. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I love that. I loved your story too, Christina. I love yeah. how you had that moment. Oh, thanks for spark! Thanks for sparking the memory. It was mm. very similar. Mm. Cool. <laughs> cool. I wish I had a picture of you in that. It sounded so cool. Your outfit. <laughs> cool. I feel like that was really fun. I would love to hear about yeah. everyone, uh, audience comments, mm-hmm. comments. If you found your signature style, or if there was that moment, I think that was such a beautiful question, Christina. Like, is there a moment yeah. where you really like sunk into it and were like, "No, this is me." I would love to hear about that. Um, it's a comment. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review. It's one of the best ways to support the Sustain This podcast at zero cost to you. We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!